everyone, and welcome to the Unearth Your Joy podcast, where we discuss mindfulness, nutrition, abundance, and working with our energetic field with the goal of releasing past trauma so that you can show up and live your most empowered and fulfilled life of joy. before um, we started recording and there are some reasons that people have a lot of reaction to EMFs and a lot of that you were saying has to do with trauma. Yes. One of the, um, one of our regular participants on our Zoom meeting is a guy named Harrison Barrett. And Harrison has a practice in what he calls limbic therapy. Now, I don't know a whole lot about the limbic system, but his explanation is that people's sensitivity to EMFs uh, is significantly increased if they have a lot of deep trauma. And his suggestion is that if people in, um, if people work through their deep childhood and epigenetic trauma through some limbic therapy, they're much less likely to suffer other effects from EMFs. So uh, he'll get on the phone with somebody even across the country and he'll talk to them about some of this deep trauma that they've experienced and they'll bring it up to the surface, they'll look at it, they'll deal with it, and he'll give them tools about how to resolve some of those issues that they've had all their lives. And as a result, their exposures to EMFs are less damaging and dangerous to them, and they have a better outcome even without reducing the EMFs in their lives. But of course, we advocate for removing uh, as much outside influence as you can just to improve your overall health, um, health situation. Do you have any examples of severe cases of people who've been through a lot of stuff and as, as a response, they are unable to handle? Uh, I have a friend that lives here in Port Townsend, and she was severely damaged. Uh, she, she's very hypersensitive to EMFs, and she was severely damaged when she was living in North Carolina, and they installed uh, a radio frequency radiating smart meter on her house. Her health took a tumble. Uh, she really crashed and burned after that and moved out here and she has had uh, a remarkable recovery from that I don't know how much additional trauma she had in her life but that definitely traumatized her because of those exposures um, I don't know if that involves the limbic system or not because that's not something I'm educated in. But any type of trauma, physical or mental, would be a trigger point for anybody to experience additional stress and damage from exposures to other things. And it wouldn't necessarily have to be electromagnetic radiation uh, exclusively. It could also be you know, your exposure to uh, unhealthy foods, uh, obviously unhealthy relationships, 
living in a toxic mold-filled environment. And these are some of the things that as building biologists we're trained to recognize. So it'd be one thing to mitigate all of the EMFs out of a living environment, but if that house is full of black mold, you just don't want to be there. So, uh, you know, it's, it's an accumulation of different exposures that amplify with each other to create negative health outcomes. Yeah, the way that I kind of see that is that your cup ends up being full. When you're a child, you can really take on whatever additional toxicity to, to a certain extent. I mean, some children are growing up with a trauma already or uh, you know, epigenetic or genetic influences. Um, but as we get older, we have more and more trouble dealing with toxicity in our environment and we have less leeway with being resilient as far as the additional stuff that we take on. I know personally, when I moved out to Jefferson County, I was living in a house that had mold in it. And as soon as I became aware of the situation and I was trying to mitigate it, um, I also realized that I was going through a uh, amalgam replacement to mm. remove from mercury fillings. So mm -hmm. at that point, I was probably one of the most toxic places that I had been oh, before dealing with those two things together. And I noticed a, a significant increase in my allergy symptoms that year. That was a difficult year. Yeah, anytime that you've got metal in your body, that's a bad thing. So when we're children, we receive vaccines. And oftentimes those vaccines have in them adjuvants, which are a way for the body to accelerate its recognition of whatever it is that's in the vaccine. So also in the vaccine are things like uh, polysorbate 80, which is a type of solvent. And as a result, uh, oftentimes these metals will make it through the blood-brain barrier and become stored in the brain as well as in other parts of the body. And some people suggest that radio frequency radiation and other forms of electromagnetic radiation can interact with the metals in your body to create an even greater uh, negative health outcome for these people. So uh, particularly with amalgams being removed from your body, that's a, that's a darn good start, but it's better not to get them in the first place. And it's good that they've taken mercury out of most vaccines now, but they still have them in some forms of the flu vaccine, which of course I don't, I don't take myself and I wouldn't encourage anybody to. And you don't need it if you have a very healthy immune system. And part of why we get rid of EMFs in our environment is so that our immune system is uh, able to work naturally to defend us from all of these invasions. And I, I just love your analogy, Jill, of the cup filling up because that's exactly what happens. We have the ability to absorb in our bodies a number of these invaders before we crash. But when that water starts running over the top of the bucket, that's when real harm occurs. And that's what we're trying to avoid. We're trying to reduce that water level in the bucket so that you know, we have resilience and we have the ability to respond properly to the invasions that our body experiences all the time. But living in a toxic environment, having the toxic exposures around us from EMFs and everything else, 
sets us up for failure. And this is one of the reasons why um, the COVID-19 crisis has come upon us. We're living in a very unhealthy environment. Our world is a mess. A lot of the most severe cases of COVID-19 in the beginnings are from places where they have huge exposures to EMFs. And this is one of the things that we are now discovering that makes us wonder whether or not all of these new technologies are really might be a lot worse for us than we could have ever imagined. What I think is that the convenience of these things is certainly not worth the health risks involved in experiencing them. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, I also believe that there's some lead particulates in the air um, due to wildfire smoke and that can contribute to the whole health crisis that we currently have. Oh, sure. We know that um, these ultra-fine particles from all of the, the forest fires that we had last summer, uh, it's not just wood that's burning, it's houses that are burning, and they're made out of all kinds of toxic materials. The, uh, the overall viewpoint of building biology in general is to use nature as the gold standard. So when we build our houses out of plastic, uh, that's going about as far away from nature as we can. So we advocate building houses out of all natural material, you know, organic natural material like wood, like stone, clay, straw, glass, uh, things that do not involve uh, a whole lot of embodied energy, meaning uh, a lot of energy created in the production of those materials uh, or in the transportation of the materials, and primarily using materials that can be either recycled or will grow, go back into the land at the end of their life cycle. Now that's another whole subject about natural building which uh, the, the Institute of Building and Ecology addresses in a couple of the class, classes and certifications that they offer. It's very interesting stuff. Wow. I recently come across the term non-native EMF, which I believe refers to the fact that the Earth has its own electromagnetic frequency. Um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with heart math. Um, but hard math, they state that the frequency of the Earth is about 0.1 hertz, I believe. And when the human body is in a state of heart coherence, it actually matches the frequency of the Earth. So when we say non-native EMFs, the EMFs that we want to tune into are our home planet. And we create these distracting EMFs that keep us from aligning to that frequency. And and going back to nature. Now, Jill, you hit on a really important point. You're correct that we are living beings that evolved over hundreds of thousands of years on this planet along with everything else on the planet. And this planet has its own electromagnetic field that surrounds it. The, uh, I can't speak of the resonance of the planet itself but we know that the magnetic field of the planet is aligned to the north and south magnetic poles. We also know that those magnetic fields travel through the earth as much as they travel through the air. And one of the important things about sighting a house or a structure of any kind 
is to understand what the geomagnetic environment is around it and underneath it. So uh, you've heard of dowsing, where people can find water courses and bodies of water underground by using a pair of wires or a stick. And this is stuff that's difficult to quantify uh, by measurement with particular instruments, but we also understand that these things really do work. So geomagnetism is something that we think about. Uh, let's take, for example, a steel bed frame. So if you're sleeping on a steel bed frame and that bed frame is aligned north and south with the planet's magnetic fields and your head is at the north and your feet are at the south, you're more in alignment with the Earth's natural gravitational field than you would be if that bed was turned 45 degrees to it. If you had a bed that was just purely wood, there'd be less of that influence, but you would still feel it in your body in ways that are not measurable. So building biologists will look into that sort of thing. Another thing to remember is that the resonant frequency of the atmosphere, is, it's called the Schumann resonance. I think it's 7.83 hertz. And with everything on the planet uh, having evolved in this environment, Anything different from that, anything that we've now created since the invention of electricity, is basically a form of pollution in the environment. This is why we say that nature is our gold standard, but it's impossible to go back to it. Let's talk about the electric grid for a moment. There is um, a gentleman by the name of Arthur Furstenberg who wrote a book a few years back called The Invisible Rainbow in which he hypothesizes that most of modern disease began to uh, develop across North America along with the electrical grid being rolled out across the land. And his arguments are very compelling. And when you see how electricity goes out across the wires and then returns to the power station, generally through the ground, then you realize that the ground under your feet is now carrying a lot of electricity, which in nature would have never existed. And this is measurable. In fact, uh, the Building Biology Institute uh, has a small group of technicians, including myself, where we are doing field experiments to find out what sort of current is moving through the ground. And it's fascinating to find out how different it is in different parts of the country. Uh, we all talk about grounding because our bodies are antenna that pick up electricity from uh, the electrical wiring in our buildings. And then we talk about grounding ourselves on a grounding mat, which is sometimes helpful, but oftentimes a grounding mat is picking up electricity from the ground when it's in excess and it's not taking it away from you, it's adding to you. And that's not healthy. Yeah, that's ironic how people can search for something that's healing and helpful to their frequencies, but then that can be interrupting. Yeah, yeah. It can, it, it, I, I have found people that were really worried about the electric meter on their house. And in fact, uh, this is a woman that, that uh, does a lot of muscle testing. And... Uh, she was worried about the meter. The meter was nothing, but her grounding mat was terrible. All this electric fields coming out of it. And I said, no, you have to disconnect this. Just don't use it. If you want to ground yourself, go to the beach. 
Yeah, absolutely. Take off your shoes. Yeah, take off your shoes, go for a walk. So um, how do you stay balanced in these times and with the, you know, increasing technical world that we live in? (laughs) Well, it's a struggle at all times. I, I happen to have been born with a sunny disposition. I'm grateful to the to my mother for for that. I'm grateful to my father for having giving me a lot of uh, a lot of cultural experiences as a kid that I turn to on a daily basis for enjoyment. But I am surrounded by a lot of stress. I am still a general contractor. I have a crew of six people working at all times. Uh, it's interesting and challenging, but sometimes I just don't have enough time to take for myself. Um, I have a little bit of time first thing in the morning when I get up. I get up early, make some coffee, I'll check the email on a wired computer. <laughs> Our house is really quite quiet. I'll watch the, uh, the light changing over the Sailor's Sea, and I'll have a little bit of quiet time then. In the evenings when I'm done with my crazy work routine, I'll again be at home and will sometimes sit and listen to some broadcasts from uh, some interesting podcasters that have a different take on the news situation than you might find in the ordinary news outlets because it's good to find out what other people are thinking. Yes. It's really important not to listen to all you know the the five major news outlets that are all bought by large corporations and tell you what they think what they what they need to have you know to be a good consumer uh, and a stupid citizen. So we do all of that, and then sometimes I'll return emails and maybe I'll do a little bit of writing or some research into this fascinating field of work. And I'm oftentimes uh, it, at least three times a week I'm on a Zoom call with other electromagnetic radiation specialists um, and that is really interesting and exciting work where we go over each other's jobs if we have questions about a particular problem that we encountered we'll knock it around the room a little bit and see what other ideas other people have uh, just just as a brief example Uh, One of our technicians was out in the field and measured a really high electric field in the house and he realized that the the, uh, aluminum gutters on the house were parallel to a nearby high tension power line and by induction electrical current was created on those aluminum gutters that was getting into the house and was a high level and very dangerous to the occupants. So he very creatively ran a grounding wire down the downspout and out into the yard to a grounding rod into the earth and managed to remove all of the electric field in a safe way away from the house. So I would have never figured that out in a zillion years, but yet this guy figured it out and was able to help his clients. Another one, another one of our of our colleagues out there discovered that uh, there was an electric field coming off of some wiring in the floor to the room above, but by nailing a metal mesh under the floor and grounding it, he pulled the electric fields from around that wire and disposed of them someplace else where it could be removed safely. So these these things are amazing to me. They it is work that is done that has a measurable beneficial result to the people in the residence. It's, it's astounding what they can do. 
And how wonderful to just always be learning something new. Oh, yeah. Every day in another way. It's, it's fascinating. It's fun to play with the gadgets, too, I have to admit. It's kind of neat to walk into a house and start waving around a fancy-looking meter with a big antenna on it and have people's eyes pop out and go, Oh, my God, are you going to find ghosts? And I said, of course, I tell them yes. Have you heard of uh, radiation as utilized to induce hormesis, which is a, a environmental stressor, like much like standing in a cold shower, gives our body a little bit of a stress trigger and triggers our immune system? Um, and so I, I heard recently about a, they were using it for pets. They use these rocks that have a very low level of radiation and the pets would mm. give uh, a little bit of a stress response and that would help to, you know, heal autoimmune cancer and things like that for the pets. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, I know that different forms of magnetism are very beneficial. Uh, it's been used for sports therapy quite a bit. Uh, there are electromagnetic mats that people use for therapy, but they're generally direct current and don't involve a lot of pulses or vibrations that move at a high energetic level. So that's Pulsed a little bit... electromagnetic frequencies, are you familiar I, with those? Yeah, that's... I think they're like longer waves of uh, assimilated waves as opposed to really short, stressful waves for the body. Mm. So they mimic the frequency of the earth basically to help to create an anti-inflammatory effect. Well that'd be good. That's something that I don't know a lot about but I know that uh, naturopathic practitioners uh, are using devices that help their clients with things like that. Uh, I also know at the same time that a lot of these practitioners are not aware of the EMFs in their environment. I went to visit uh, a naturopathic physician over in Squim, and her environment was fairly quiet in her office, but she'd completely missed the idea that even though she'd shut off her Wi-Fi router, her computer was still reaching out into the darkness and saying, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, on a constant basis, all the time. And when I showed her how to shut it off in the control panel, then she was thrilled about that because then the uh, EMF environment in her office was significantly improved. Yeah, that's great. I think all of us health practitioners can use a little bit of support with yeah. our specialties often really focused on the body or sometimes narrowed in on what are we eating and how is this affecting us that we completely miss the boat on what's the environment doing to us, to ourselves. It's a combination of all those things. And, you know, I don't think I'm so important because my, my field of interest is the only thing that's going to improve your health. Uh, like I said before, you can you can clean up a house for all the EMFs that are involved, but if it's full of mold and, and toxic carpet with off-gassing, forget about it. You're not going to do a damn thing for those folks. Yeah. It's a combination of all those events that are harming us that we have to keep our eyes open for. Now, if there's one thing that people out there listening today could do to... Uh, help protect their health or protect their environment or just to stay balanced right now, what would you say that would be? One thing. Well, to sum it all up and as one thing, I would say disconnect from all the devices as much as you possibly can, particularly where you sleep and when you sleep. Most of your life is spent, you know, eight, eight hours in the bedroom. So if you shut off your Wi-Fi, your cell phones, 
your printer, put, put all your gadgets on a power strip, particularly if you have a home office, plug everything into a power strip and then shut that damn thing off before you go to bed so that they're all completely dead. And then if you can, uh, shut off the, the, the breakers to the power supply in, the, in that bedroom. But remember, um, breakers are not a switch like a light switch. They're not really intended to be turned on and off all the time. So as a temporary situation, you can shut off the breakers to the bedroom. Also know that it might not get the, if you shut off a breaker that's turning the lights on and off in your bedroom, it may not be turning off other wires in the same wall that are powering up an adjacent room. So, uh, so it's not always the best solution or the only solution. The best solution is to have somebody help you find out where these things are in your house and then help you find a way to shut them off. There are things called uh, a remote sleep switch, which is simply uh, a contactor that is installed by the breaker panel and the wires that go to the circuits in your bedroom travel through this uh, this contactor panel and the contactors are either engaged or disengaged by the by the the touch of a radio frequency button which sends out a little instant signal much like a garage door opener that either opens the circuit or closes the circuit so before you go to bed at night you hit the button and it shuts off all the electricity and when you get up in the morning you hit it again and it all turns back on again but in the meantime you've got a completely electricity free environment they're not cheap and the electricians are expensive but you do it once and you're good for the rest of the time that you live in that house that's a and and remember distance is your friend uh, reducing your duration of exposure is your friend and and basically just try to eliminate those things from your life and you will be uh, you'll be none the worse for it I can guarantee you and I will say that those kids in school right now, I feel that they'll be more able to focus if their environment where they're sleeping, they have a clean slate in the morning when they get up and do their Zoom phone calls and, and their online school. It's critical, yeah. Uh, the children, above all, are more affected by these things than anybody else. Their bodies are not fully formed. Their immune systems are still growing. Their brains are contained within a skull, which isn't completely fully formed and is much less likely to resist the uh, infra the uh, microwave heating of the brain than uh, than an adult skull is remember that the standards for exposures what they call the specific absorption rate of a cell phone is based on a cell phone held a half an inch from your head of a from the head of a 220 pound male the model of which was taken from the U.S. Army in the 60s. So the standards for exposure are really, really poor. And, they, and that's only the heating of tissue uh, one degree Celsius over a certain time period. I, I, I don't recall at this moment. But most of us are walking around with our cell phones held tightly against our heads with our hand. And we talk for, for hours on these damn things. And we're not surprised when we see glioblastomas and uh, acoustic neuromas arising. Uh, cancers of the sal sal salivary glands are now 
uh, way more prevalent than they used to be. Uh, there was a gentleman that lived in Port Townsend who got a brain cancer on the same side of his head where he constantly held his cell phone, and he is now dead. And these are tragedies which we should be able to avoid by simply changing our behavior in small ways that are um, going to protect us in the long run from these exposures. Well, thank you so much. I think you've added a lot of value to everybody listening today. Now, uh, can you tell everybody where they can find out some more information about you and your work? Sure, Jill. Be happy to. I, uh, I haven't really gone out to look for a lot of additional work, um, primarily because my general contracting has gotten me quite busy. But this is the work that I find really feeds a passion within me. I have uh, my, an email address set up where people can reach me. It is seb, S-E-B, at spectrumanalytics.net. So anybody can contact me there. You can call me on my cell phone, which is 360-301-9704. And I think I have one really old page on a WordPress site under the address spectrumanalytics.net. And I think you can reach me there, but frankly, I have given it absolutely no attention whatsoever because I'm <laughs> frankly way too busy. I have surveys waiting to be done in Seattle, in Anacortes, in Oak Harbor, in Port Angeles, in Squim, in Port Townsend, and Bainbridge Island. And I have not been able to get to those folks just yet because I'm so busy. But I plan to, and I want to help those people because they need help. They really do. People are crying out everywhere for this kind of work. And um, maybe I should just quit general contracting. Heck, nobody needs me anyway, do they? <laughs> yeah, go with the passion. That's where people need you. That's um, absolutely. And I think uh, the EMF, what did you say, was EMFspecialist.com. People can find people that are local to their area, too, if they're in other locations and find somebody to, to help support their journey with this. I think the best way to find other professionals uh, would be to go to the Institute for Building and Ecology, IBE, what is it? I don't know if it's IBE.netcom or whatever, but if you look for the Institute of Building and Ecology and get onto their website, you will find there a list of certified electromagnetic radiation specialists. These are my colleagues that have done that last little bit of classwork, which I have yet to do. I know, I know, I'm a loser. But uh, but eventually I'll get that and I'll, my name will be on the list. But any of those people will be very, very helpful to you. Uh, I am happy to sometimes do phone consultations. Uh, I'll do some emails with people. Um, but above all, uh, and I can send references of people that I would definitely trust in other parts of the country if you're curious. So uh, do reach out to me if you are interested, and I'll be happy to help as best I can. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been so much fun. You're welcome, Jill. It's been fun for me as well, and good health to everybody out there. All Thanks right. so much for your interest. I hope you enjoyed the show.